St. George's number one station with Washington County's top talk show. The Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is, uh, okay, we're all in a hangover, daylight savings hangover, and that, that kind of happens sometimes. But thanks for tuning in today. If, you, if you're going, why is Andy on at 8 o'clock? You missed it. You didn't set your clock forward. So <laughs> it's a 9 o'clock hour. Again, thanks for tuning in. This is the Andy Griffin Show. Today we're going to talk TEDx. What is TEDx? Well, uh, we'll tell you about it during the course of the show. We also have a couple of speakers from TEDx, but right now let's start out with Jamie. Jamie Law, did I say your last name right, Jamie? You sure did. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, Jamie is, now you're the director of TEDx St. George, is that right? That's correct. Tell us, what is TEDx St. George? What, when is it? How is it? What, how did it come about? Tell us all, all you know about TEDx. <laughs> well, I will do that. Thanks, Andy. So, uh, basically, TEDx St. George is the regional or local sort of, you could think of it, an organization of TED. If you know what TED Talks TED are, Talks, of course, yeah. That's what TEDx St. George is. We are alive. We have uh, 11 speakers uh, that will be doing TED Talks at the Indoor Haven Theater at Tuacon on March 23rd. And we have three performances. It's a fun-filled show with all kinds of topics, all kinds of speakers, and it's uh, we have an MC. It's like going to a Broadway show except for it's TED Talks, and it's live in St. George. Very cool. Now, I, I'm a big believer, and we all want to improve ourselves, improve our lives. Sometimes you have to ignore the whole rest of the world and work on yourself individually. TEDx, uh, I think, well, TED Talks in particular, but TEDx, too, it speaks to that. All of us trying to make ourselves a little bit, bit better. Is that right? Well, it, it is. It's that and more. Actually, like, for example, at this year's um, TEDx event, there will be talks on health, creativity, music, Mm. entertainment, humanitarian projects, uh, technology, the whole new stuff with generative AI, and also wonderful things about, you know, making yourself and the world a better place. So it has all kinds of different topics, and that's what makes it such a beautiful experience. We like to improve ourselves. We also like to be entertained. You're right about that, Jamie. Uh, (laughs) So the show is a week from Thursday. That's March the 23rd. Is that right? That's right. It's March the 23rd. It's at 7.30 p.m. is when it will start promptly. It'll go to about 9.45 without an intermission. And registration opens at 6.30. It's general admission. Um, You can get tickets at TEDxStGeorge.com at our website, which is T-E-D-X-S-T-G-E-O-R-G-E.com. And... um, it's just going to be so fun. This is our fourth show. We had one uh, last year at the Outdoor Theater at Tuacon. We had 1,300 people there. It was amazing. And then we had one at the Electric Theater where we had uh, about 300. We sold, we sold out 300 people. And now we're going to be at the Indoor Theater at Tuacon, um, at the Haven Theater. If you've been there, it's it's a beautiful theater. And um it's going to be fantastic for our speakers. 
two two of the best shows I've ever seen were at that Hafen Indoor Theater. Uh, Buddy Buddy Holly story and then Million Dollar Quartet were both out there. Great great shows. So definitely a a happening hip hop happening place out there at the Hafen Indoor Theater. I'm curious now. We've got a couple of, a couple of guests here. Ryan and Elizabeth are with us. We'll talk talk to them in just a second. You guys relax for another second. I'm curious though, Jamie, how you choose the speakers. How it all comes. What's the process of of putting a lineup together for for TEDx? Well, it is definitely a process, and my wonderful speakers who are there, I'm sure, can attest to it. <laughs> but the <laughs> but what happens is, is we have an application process that goes out not only to uh, the St. George area, but it's, it goes to everybody. Um, uh, you know, TED is a global, uh, a global event. I mean, it's the, one of the largest online platforms for amazing thinkers and doers. So we look for really top people who are experts in their fields, nice. um, who are doing incredible work in all kinds of fields, like I said. Um, today you'll get... So you'll get a little flavor of um, Ryan and Elizabeth and mm-hmm. what they're doing. And what we really look for is we look for not only experts, but we look for ideas that, you know, have that aha moment that almost have like a, a little nugget. It's a change your perspective. So when you're in the audience, not everybody will have their own favorite. They'll have something that somebody will say right. and it'll be like, wow, I didn't think of it like that. Or that's a new perspective. Um, and that, that's really what Ted's all about and, and what we try to do. And I've been doing it for 11 years, so um, not all in St. George. St. George just uh, last year and this year. And um, it's, it's just been a ton of fun. It's, it's amazing to meet such incredible people who are really doing things. Um, so we have the application process, and then they go for a good two to three months. We have a whole speaking coach process. Uh, we have I have put together a team over the past 11 years of speakers from around the country, and they are on my team, and they basically work with their speaker coaches to get that short, concise talk. And talks are six, seven, eight minutes. And wow. I mean, it's amazing what you can say in that amount of time, but it is hard to do it. And I'm sure that Elizabeth and uh, Ryan, they've been working very, very hard. So we're super excited to have them on the stage. And I know that everybody that comes, when you see all of them, it's just so much fun. And we have, we don't just have uh, speakers, we also have performances. And the performances are like dance or music or, you know, just all kinds of different things we've had over the years. So it just breaks up the night. It's not like going to a typical conference. It's an event. It's like a show. It's, It's basically a show. Very cool. Am I allowed to ask who Ted is, by the way? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can. Who, who is, there is Ted? No Ted. <laughs> there is no Ted. There is no Ted. Ted. Okay. No, Ted stands for Technology Entertainment Design. Nice. And it's over 30 years old. And basically, it was originated in California, where they brought together the world leaders, like really the, the thinkers and doers of Silicon Valley and just people from all around the world that were doing incredible things. And they would get together, and they started with, like, a really small group, and then it was, like, 500 people. And um, basically, they would share what they were do, what they were, you know, what the future looked like, basically. And, and then, then eventually, as the Internet came along, they 
expanded to the X's, which is what I am, (laughs) which basically allows us to put on the event. Um, And then we send everything to New York. We film it. We professionally film it. We send it to New York. And then it goes through their approval process. And then it goes up on the dedicated TEDx YouTube channel. So it's quite a process, actually. And last year, we were so excited because three of our talks were chosen for the global, uh, for, for like, they, they distributed globally. Wow. And it was amazing. So they've had, you know, one talk, you know, had 150,000 views in like three days. I mean, it's just crazy. Phenomenal. But yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great platform for, for everybody, really. It, I, the only thing we don't touch on is political or religious. We, we, probably, we probably a good idea from, to stay away from those make people mad <laughs> <laughs> we, so we just you know it's not really about that it's just about all these other kinds of ideas all right well let's let's bring in the guest that we have in studio here ryan bean is here hi ryan hey thanks for coming in man it's good to see you yeah ryan's going to tell us a little bit about uh well breathing yeah I, well yeah i'll talk a little bit about that about the uh uh at the event but yeah i'd say that's part of part of what I'm talking about, but it's really, uh, my talk is really about nervous system regulation and how we use Ooh. our breath to communicate that. And we, you know, we, we're doing it now as we're talking to each other, right? Mm-hmm. And if I just slow down for a second, breathe in through your mm-hmm. nose. Take a deep breath. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Oh, how do you get ready to be, you know, to be ready? Well, you yeah. slow down and you take a breath and we, sometimes we forget that until we're too far down the line. We're too far dysregulated and then we're reacting to the world and so yeah my talk is about how we can show up as observers very cool yeah. i probably need you in here it's funny how often i have people that are guests on this show yeah. and they're they're out of breath they're nervous they get yeah, so yeah. nervous and i'm like why are you nervous because for me i do this every day it's no big yeah. deal i'm used to it i i guess i'm regulating my breath a little bit better because i'm used to this but i have so many people come in and they're just you know they're breathy and they're 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 tight and nervous and upset and uh, yeah I need to hire you to come in and get my guests ready. Right? There, there's a couple <laughs> techniques we can use that are really really simple that are we just got to remember to use them. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk to Ryan some more in a minute. Let's bring Elizabeth Faye in as well. Hi Elizabeth, how are you? Hi, good morning. Excited thank you to for be here. thank you for coming on the show. Tell us what why why do you feel like you were selected for TEDx? Yeah. Well, the really and let's move you a little bit closer. Move that microphone a little closer to you. Yeah, that'll. There you go. Sound better? Much better. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um, the global idea of my message is: so my talk is called "Hairstylists Change the World." But the global idea mm. is that we all make an impact in the world, one person at a time, similar to how a hairstylist does client. Mm-hmm. You know, one person client to stylist, but we all do that by the way we make people feel, and when we make people feel heard, seen, and loved, we are a part of the ripple effect. And so we're able to impact others by impacting one person at a time through the little things we do every day. So that's well, the global idea of my talk. Probably not just interpersonal, you know, uh, hairstylist to client, but also what you do with their hair and how they feel about themselves. My wife recently had some color put in her, into her hair, and I think it's changed her personality a little bit for the better. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, well, welcome both of you again. I appreciate you uh, appreciate you being on the show. Uh, let's go back to Ryan now for a minute. 
uh, put Ryan on the on the hotspot. First of all, Ryan, before we talk about what you do, let's talk about the process of the whole TEDx thing. Uh, right. Uh, you guys were telling me before we went on the air that this is quite a process, and there's a lot of editing and paring down, and because you basically have what seven minutes to get your message right. across. Right. Well, you know, I think for me, it started it started actually several years ago when I put TEDx on my vision board. You know, we do those at the beginning of the year. We go, oh, I'm going to set a vision of something that I want to manifest for myself. And right. so that was where it started for me was I do want to be on a, on a TED Talks. And so hmm. I just really started to just get involved as a volunteer, just sort of being around the event and being part of it till finally an opportunity presented itself. You know, we can all talk on lots of different subjects that are ideas worth spreading is really what the, the TED message is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it starts with, uh, you know, writing down what you want to talk about and then maybe videotaping it. And then they go through a review process and an audition process and whittling it down. And I don't remember how many. It was maybe close to 200 applicants, maybe. Do you know? I, I've you know, a few times. I know there's yeah. quite a few. Yeah, we had definitely uh, approximately 200, and that was with a uh, like a two-week window of applications open. So, so, it's, so yeah. it's a competitive process. Elizabeth will tell you about that. <laughs> anyway, whittling okay. it down from 200, you know, to to just us. So I just feel really quite honored, and it was interesting. Even even as we we're kind of refining our talks, and we're they're making them better, but I still went through a process where I was like. As, you know, everyone has such these great messages, and you feel, mm-hmm. is my message, is your message is as good, my message is good. And what I've just learned is, like, we, St. George has a pretty awesome community of, of thought leaders that maybe don't get highlighted as much, and TEDx is really the place for those thought leaders to be to be highlighted. And it's certainly just because some people didn't get selected doesn't mean they didn't have a great idea. I think there's a lot of ideas that are that are coming out of this community that will be shown, and, you know, at least some of them at this event and in the next and the future ones to come. So, Tell me about the creative process, because I'm a guy who, when I create something like a speech or, or an article uh, online or, or whatever, you know, I, I perfect it as much as, as much as I'm able, and I feel pretty good about it by the time I'm done. Yeah. Now, you do that, obviously. You've you got the speech ready, and you feel pretty good about it, and then they tell you, okay, you've got some more fixing to do. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're using, uh, we're using a, a, a particular piece of AI, and actually one of the, the, the creators of that will actually be speaking at the event. Really? Yeah, wow. so it's called Udly, and we're utilizing this piece of AI that we speak into it, you know, in the video, and, the, and it tells you if your pace is good, if you're using hmm. good inflections, it tells you if you're using too many filler words. Really? It talks, yeah, so it's a really nice piece of software that, it's, it's really just a web page, but they've done a lot of back-end stuff, and so Elizabeth and I have to go in there a couple times a week, and we have to record ourselves and it judges us wow <laughs> it says you need to slow down is it, is it hard on the ego a little bit when i say hey you went too fast well <laughs> in the beginning stages maybe it might yeah. have been a little bit where i was like hey hold on <laughs> i have to use that word and then as we work with your coach you tend to refine it down to saying well what's the core element of this message because mm-hmm. again as jamie had said this is really a global community it's, yes we're going to be here at Tuacon on the 23rd but the message goes out, you know, on the on YouTube, which is probably, I mean, the, the large, whole world. the whole yeah. world. It's the largest <laughs> broadcasting channel ever. But, but yeah, utilizing the software, utilizing the coach, and we get together as a group too, and just sort of give each other feedback. And I think it, it makes us all really good speakers because most of us are not professional speakers, right? I think that's kind right. of one of the messages of, of TED is, is is we don't want anybody who's professional, like a, on a touring circuit of being a speaker, really to give local. 
um, thought leaders a chance. And so we're all sort of learning how to be even better speakers from, from those who have done this before or who are trained. Elizabeth, any, any thoughts on that, on the, them paring down your message and trying to make it better? Is that, is that hard? Yeah, I I think it's like any creative process. So I feel like, you know, you start with an idea and you're like, this is so amazing. This is so beautiful. This is incredible. And then you're like, this is absolute crap. Why am I doing this? I can't believe I'm here. And then it starts to make a little more sense. And you're like, no. And then it, you know, comes back full circle. And I think that's like with anything creative I've ever experienced is there's this like, ebb and flow until it's like you're sculpting something and I it so I actually I mean as a ex-hairstylist I would say I was I was a professional speaker I was literally speaking all day long to hundreds of clients and now I I actually do speak for a living and I coach and this is totally different than anything I've ever done because it's just whittling down to the heart of a message, making something super potent, super poignant, and um, it's been really great to see how much power and potency you can have in so much less breath and words, and it's been fun, and it's definitely mm-hmm. like you have to like check yourself and come into mm-hmm. your heart and be like, okay, the purpose is the message, the purpose is the idea, and how can I continue to sculpt this down to something that's just like really fun to listen to and going to make the message land. So mm. it's, it's been fun. It's been like, um, yeah, it's been a beautiful creative process. So your goal is to still have the essence of who you are and what you want to convey, but do it in a way that makes them approve of it and, and be happy with it, I guess, ultimately. Yeah. I, I mean, it's all, it's a collaboration of, of our idea along with a little bit of refining and, and then also the theme, you know, we, we have kind of a, a theme and that's really where Jamie and her team kind of take over is like, we want this to be a, a cohesive unit as, as hmm. this is what we're doing at TEDx St. George. You know, obviously we, we wouldn't want five speakers all speaking on the same thing. So it needs to be a diverse message. And I think that's what, kind of what we get to experience. We get to hear everybody's talk ahead of time and yeah. go, wow, your talk is about something way different than mine and yours is way different and i'm sure that made it a very difficult process for them whittling down you know who's going to actually speak at the event because hmm. we want it to be exciting we want it to be something that you walk away going i learned something and I, I you know i've been to every one that we've had here in town i've i've loved them that's why i was manifesting to be on it and <laughs> learn from each one of the speakers you know it's it's something that yeah, as a thought leader, you can be there. But, I mean, kids can get stuff out of it. I mean, we actually had someone at the last TEDx, a uh, teenager, was, was one of the speakers, you know. And so there's, there's, there's thought ideas from all walks of life. And um, it, it's really cool. It's a really cool experience, especially if this is something that you, you know, you want to use your mouth, you know, to get your message out to the world or sure. your face. Um, what, a, what, a, what an honor and a great platform to do it on. Very cool. Did did you remember Marianne Hamilton, Miss Senior Universe? Spoke. Yes. Yeah, she yeah. she's a frequent guest on this show. Yeah. So, very very cool that, that she was involved. Um, Jamie, <coughs> excuse me. We got about three or four minutes before a commercial break. Uh, can you kind of give us an outline of of who else besides Ryan and Elizabeth will be on this show on a week from Thursday? Sure, and and also everybody is up on the website uh, okay. on our TEDx George website, um, in their bios. But we have uh, an amazing guy, Mark Colo. He, he's speaking about Parkinson's. Um, we have somebody speaking about how children with autism, how they relate and communicate and how we can learn something from them. We have an amazing 
woman coming from San Diego, uh, Natalie Moores, who helped rescue uh, 20,000 um, refugees from Ukraine right wow. when the war thought, yep, and they're all in San Diego. So there is a diverse group, and they all are seen as elevate. And it's really, we do have a lot um, on the health and wellness, on this idea of self, which which is not always the case, but uh, it, it happens to be that there's just, they're all from different perspectives, a professional rock climber, um, uh, Wes Taylor, who trains wild Mustangs, um, and how he relates it to people. I mean, it's just great stuff. So there really is something for everyone. I mean, it, and it's not about one speaker. It's about the whole collective experience. Cool. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk more with Ryan and Elizabeth and Jamie here in just a couple of minutes. Got to get a commercial break in. But uh, again, the nuts and bolts on the TEDx St. George. It's a week from Thursday. That's March 23rd. Uh, and the best way to get tickets, Jamie? It's TEDxStGeorge.com. Okay. Just and see. also you can go to our Instagram, uh, TEDxStGeorge, or Facebook, and see how to get them there, too. And I know right there on your website, TEDxStGeorge.com, really good bios on all the speakers that are going to be involved, including Elizabeth and Ryan. Uh, Ryan even combed his beard. It looks really good. good (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so we'll talk more with Ryan and Elizabeth and Jamie right after this weather break. Everybody hang in there. Compelling guests, hot topics, the latest news, always on the Andy Griffin Show. Is there a juicy part in it for me? Right here on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome back, 934 on KDXU. Thank you for listening today. Ryan Bean is here, well, as well as Elizabeth Fay and Jamie Law. We're talking TEDx today, which is a week from Thursday. Uh, and uh, Ryan was telling me it's first come, first serve on the seats, right? So you better get there early. You're going to want to get there at 630 when the doors open. Yeah, I mean, you can get your tickets now, but it is a general admission kind of uh, a seating at, at, in the Hafen Theater. So, and, and Ryan will do a little tap dance for you if you get there at 630, right? I am bringing my tap dance shoes <laughs> and my point shoes, and we'll see which ones work best. We will event. hold you to that. <laughs> Ryan's going to be a nervous wreck right before, right? Thinking, no. No, no. Yeah, no. You know what I feel like, Ryan, by the way, with you sitting here, I feel like, man, am I breathing right? Am I... Should I, should I be worried? Are, are you are you right now evaluating me if I'm I doing all the breathing? I tend to always be <laughs> conscious of my own breath, and so oh, okay. I, I, I tend to sometimes notice others also, just because it's something that I do as a coach and mm-hmm. as you know as a trainer. Um, I notice those things, but uh, for the most part, no, unless somebody's like, <sighs> you know, just really <laughs> breathing heavy. Yeah. Um, but it does happen, you know. We, uh, our breath is such a, an indicator of how we feel, you know, when you're scared, when you're anxious when you're hmm. calm your breath is the indicator kind of saying well this is how you feel but most of the time we don't slow down to actually notice it we just go hmm. oh i feel fine yeah, we take it for granted right we don't even think about it yeah because yeah. You, you don't have anybody in there pushing buttons to tell you to breathe no. you, right there's no like little, <laughs> no little disney movie <laughs> little mini andy and they're just pushing <laughs> buttons no and so it's something that we do have access to but yet we sometimes let it run away tell us ryan a little bit about how you arrived where you are uh, today i mean uh, you you served in the navy correct right 
How long were you in the Navy? I was in the Navy for 10 years. 10 years, And wow. I got out, went to college, got my master's degree in, 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 in clinical mental health. So I became a therapist. Okay. And, and doing so, I started learning about breath work. I actually got into one style of breath work at first, which was the Wim Hof method. If you've seen that, people get into the ice baths and you breathe. Okay. And realized there's just more than just one technique. Even when I was in the, in the Navy... I learned a technique how to shoot a rifle. You breathe a certain way when you sure. shoot your rifle. You know, you use box breathing. And didn't really know that it was going to have such an impact on my life until I started really seeing a lot of, we'll call it biohacking, or seeing people really, in, through therapy, changing their mind hmm. and how they feel by breath work and not by utilizing pharma, you know. And it was right. just a really great way. So I started studying more and then became a trademark holder of something called the language of breath. And we have hmm. one called ketamine breath work, which I'm a trademark holder of, that's used in ketamine psychotherapy. So tell us a little bit more about that. What does that mean, ketamine uh, breath work? Um, it is a psychedelic component that we use in therapy, specifically for anxiety, suicide ideation, depression. Hmm. And um, when you put things in your mouth, they tend to lose their what's called bioavailability. So when they go okay. through your liver, they go through your stomach. So I use breath work as a way to inhibit digestion to make them more bioavailable by using a sublingual or under-the-tongue application. Hmm. And that's just one of the many, like, hacks to getting in, you know, biohacking is you can use your breath to stop digesting or to feel better about digesting so you can digest your food better. So right. I always, before I eat, I always do a, type, a type of breath work that allows your meal to digest better. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. I, maybe I need to work on that. I gained a little weight lately, but uh, I need to work on getting enough sleep first. Uh, how does breathing affect uh, sleeping? Uh, talk, talk about that a little bit. I know a lot, uh, right now, there's a lot of CPAP people with yeah. uh, with breathing problems when they sleep. There is, and and a lot of it has to do with us just being mouth breathers in general. Uh, mm -hmm. Mouth breathing is um, a sympathetic dominant, or like if you think of your fight or flight response in the vagus nerve, it does inspire that because of how you're breathing in and out of your mouth, plus it doesn't filter it. So we have a lot of snores, and that wakes us up at night. Yeah. Um, but also insomnia really comes from us not being in a deep parasympathetic state, too. So what we ruminate, we're thinking about tomorrow. We're of thinking course. about yeah. what's going to happen. About, yeah. And that's what wakes us up. And so uh, there are certain types of breath that you can use if you wake up in the middle of the night. I use one called the Cadence of Bliss, which I'll be talking about at the TEDx. Um, this particular one, it really only takes two minutes to affect the nervous system. Wow. And so as long as you speak the right language and you use it, I wake, I'm waking up, let me speak to my subconscious self to go back to sleep, but you do it not by saying, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. You say it by, let me breathe this way. And then, and as you breathe a specific way, it allows you to go back to sleep within usually two to three minutes. I was at one point in my life very interested in psychology. I, I actually was had a double major going, journalism mm. and psychology, and I ran into a professor that I didn't agree with very well that kind of sidetracked my psychology uh, deal. But, yeah, I'm very into that. It sounds like to me you're really there, – there's a big debate in psychology, uh, use of drugs versus use of, of therapy. Uh, and and I was always – use of therapy is way more important than the use of, as you, as you called it, pharma. Uh, is is there a place for pharma? Should should we be more focusing on, on, you know, treating people by by getting them yeah. to deal with their problems? Well, there there is value in Eastern medicine and Western medicine, you know, and I think I mean a lot of our TED 
X talks are all about how we can heal ourselves, how we are, you know, how we can work for ourselves and what are some of the tools that we have. That's really what a lot of TEDx talks are, is they're empowering ourselves. But there is value in saying, well, in the meantime, until I get a hold of myself, maybe there is some value in some Western medicine too, obviously. But um, a lot of our talks are all about how can we help ourselves. I love that. I love that. All right, let's uh, let's spend a few minutes with Elizabeth now. Uh, Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about uh, how you arrived at where you're at right now. Yeah. So I was a really um, troubled teen, and I share a little bit of this story in my TEDx, but I was a troubled teen. I ran away, self-harm, um, misuse hmm. of drugs, lots of different things at a really young age. I grew up in Vegas, and... I ended up having a hairstylist mentor me. He really? would do, yeah. Like would, a big sister kind of thing or big brother kind of thing? Kind of. So um, I ended up going to the salon to get my hair fixed, and he ended up doing my hair for free if I would come in with better grades on my report card. Really? Motivation, huh? Yeah. So he <laughs> did that for me until I was 16 years old. And at 16, um, I ended up dropping out of high school, and he took me under his wing and said, Why don't you let me mentor you. And the salon they worked at was a big, famous Paul Mitchell salon, and they um, globally taught, worked with celebrities, big hair shows, like a really big, um, it was a big opportunity. And that was how I was mentored in the beauty industry. And so that was a big part of you know, what kind of saved my life and helped me take a hold of my life and step into some personal power and a career path. And so that was how I got into the professional beauty industry. And I actually owned a salon here locally and sold it one week ago, which is kind of, really? it was a huge surprise, honestly. Wow. One of the girls who worked for me bought it. And then I was a hairstylist for 10 years. And I worked in education throughout my hair career. So I taught at beauty schools, worked at big hair shows, spoke on stages, helped people with business development in the beauty industry and personal development. And then in 2019, um, I ended up going through a personal healing experience with my fiance and um, some health issues and some pretty serious mental health issues. And it ended up turning my work from just business development to deeper personal development. So mm. I um, I resonate with a lot of um, what we're talking about today because I work with somatics, which a huge part of that is um, breath work, healing our nervous system and subconscious work. So hypnosis work. So I've paired that with my work um, within the beauty industry. So I'm helping people um, not just with strategy in their business, but understanding how their subconscious and um, their somatic vessel, their body is impacting their business and their wealth and their success and how they are working with the hair, you know, the person right in front of them. They're constantly um, regulating or being regulated by that person's nervous system. And so, yeah, it's changed my work, changed my life. And so I resonate with a lot of what we're talking about today. When you speak next Thursday, mm -hmm. uh, what what is going to be the number one thing that you want to get across to people? What I mean, obviously, they keep paring it down. You've got seven minutes. Yeah. What is going to be the gist of what is if someone walks away from listening to Elizabeth speak, they're going to say, boy, she really hit me good on what? Yeah. I think it would be one or two ideas. I think the one idea, so the, hair, the talk is called Hairstylist Change the World. Mm -hmm. So I think you'll either be like, oh my God, my hairstylist does have an impact on me. <laughs> like, you know, that resonating feeling of like, I didn't realize what a big part of the, my life they are. Um, or the idea that we impact others by the way we make them feel. 
because that's a global idea that everyone can walk away with is I can make someone feel heard, seen and loved. I could do that with my kid, with my partner, with the person at the coffee shop, with, you know, whatever your career is, not just hair. So I think one of the two will land. It's kind of a quirky unique concept you know normally you're hearing from maybe a scientist or a doctor or an inventor or a therapist or someone like that in a ted talk i don't think you normally hear a hairdresser do a ted talk and so (laughs) i'm excited to um be a hairdresser on a tedx stage and elevating um, our industry but also just the idea that we impact people one person at a time I think many of us have said at some point in our life oh she's just a hairdresser and you, you want you want to get people beyond that yeah Awesome. Awesome. Ryan, I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, when we pare it all down, somebody walks away from TEDx next Thursday night, and they're going to say, boy, that Ryan guy, he really, what? Really got me on what? Well, one of my core messages is that we have this unconscious and conscious self, and that we are sometimes in battle with them because we feel something or we see something, and we feel as though we're not in control of our own alchemy and how we feel. Mm-hmm. And I think even though it is a you know short and tuck you'll that there's so much can be said in in this amount of time and the, the message really is that you with awareness and with a little just a little bit of tools just a little bit of a technique that you don't have to be a victim of life you can actually be a deliberate creator of your life hmm. And being a deliberate creator of your life really puts magic in the mundane right it says like the things what, what Elizabeth was saying you know not just the mundane is where the magic happens, and we can create our life as long as we're intentional and we're aware of our surroundings. So many of us, day to day, we go to work, we have to do this and this and this and this and these required things, and we get lost in all that and the fact that, like you said, we, every every second, every breath is a conscious decision. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I think we... we we do appreciate our breath, but if you were to say, "Hey, we take ten million dollars and not breathe anymore," no one would, no one would <laughs> no, take it. Not going to do that. And no. so, and so, we know we realize that our lives are more important, even if we get caught up in our own alchemy, get caught up in our own stories about how things are not going well. When you offer that and say, "Here," people will say, "No, my life is pretty important," and so that's the magic right there. It's just, just this moment. How do you factor in moves with with that kind of thing? Uh, It it seems like to me it's easy to, and we're talking about all these little micro decisions we make every single day, but sometimes if if we get our feelings hurt or or the boss is being a jerk or or, somebody cut us off in traffic or whatever, that alters our moods and all of a sudden all those conscious decisions are affected instead by us deciding what to do, but by, well, I'm mad. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get affected by a, a, our we'll see something, hear something, smell something, and it affects how we think. And then that yeah. thought, you know, one of my when I lived in India, one of my gurus he t- said that when we can control our breath, we can control our mind. When we control our mind, we control our body. Mm. When we control our body, we can control our life. And it all starts with breathing consciously first, so that we can slow the whirlwind of the mind down. Because the mind is always going to be spinning with thoughts and personality and b- belief systems and values and morals and all these things. And they're going to be spinning based on how activated we are. But when we can actually take a moment and say, you know, this is what's actually happening. I'm breathing. I'm outside. I have this beautiful view out. Um, you tend to be less reactionary and more observatory. Hmm. Yeah. 
we need a lot more of that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> less reactionary. Uh, I, I use the example of traffic. That just seems like in, in all of our lives, one of the biggest reactionary moments we have. Someone cuts us off or you're driving along and someone pulls out in front of you or, or whatever it is, we tend to get that kind of guttural reaction of, you know, oh, you jerk, you know, you almost cost me my life. Or, Don't we take everything so personally, Yeah, right? we do, yeah. Like, like it, it's, maybe it's not personal. Maybe it's just something that they're going through and you just happen to be a victim of their comings and goings yeah and not even a victim but you just happen to be a part of it you're part of their experience so don't take it so personally and enjoy your own personal experience yeah i'm reminded of that saying uh, of all the things that you can choose to be choose to be kind yeah right yep. right we need a little more a lot more of that don't we all right let's get another commercial break in we come back we'll talk some more with jamie about the program a week from thursday it's tedx st george Welcome back to the Andy Griffin Show. We're here. Wow, we got about eight minutes left. Jamie, are you still with us? I'm still here. Uh, thanks for hanging on. I, I ignored you for the last 15 minutes or so. But it's- no, I've enjoyed it. I've just been listening to Ryan and Elizabeth and, and you, and it's been wonderful. And a couple of pretty pretty sharp cookies in here, aren't they? Huh? Ryan and, they Ryan and Elizabeth? Yeah. Just, I'm telling you, we, we picked the best, man. Me too. <laughs> I don't know if there's such thing as a sharp cookie. I think I mixed my metaphors. But anyway, whatever. Uh, Jamie, uh, tell us more again about the show, uh, the time, uh, uh, how to get tickets, how much it costs, and uh, where it's at. Okay. So uh, it's TEDx St. George. Um, the best way to get information is following us on Instagram or Facebook or both. And also on our website that has a lot of information on it. That also has tickets. And in the Instagram, it'll have Linktree. There'll be tickets. Um, there are some student tickets, and there's still discounted uh, tickets um, uh, while they last uh, at, at TEDx St. George. They basically will be at the at Tuacon, but at the indoor theater. We were at the outdoor theater last year, mm-hmm. so I don't want anybody to get confused, but... Weather plays a big part for us when we're recording. So the indoor theater is where we're going to be, and we're super excited about that. We have 11 speakers and three performances, an MC, and it will be a action-packed, fast mm-hmm. night. It'll just be a ton of fun. Um, the, please, you know, get tickets online. Um, you can get them online, you know, while, they, while they're there. Uh, and then just come, your name will be at the registration table. Uh, it'll be in TEDx fashion. There'll be music and dancing and lots of fun when you arrive. So uh, just plan on coming and having a really great night. Grab a couple friends, and it's really something. It's like if you love TED Talks, I would say you're in for a fun night. I You're think, definitely in for a fun night. I'm pretty sure my wife is listening, and I'm pretty sure she's going to call me after the show and say, you did get us a couple of tickets, didn't you, honey? So, <laughs> Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I definitely would love for you to be my guest. Uh, I'd love and to your, be there. And your wife. So we will definitely make that happen. And um, I think, uh, were we going to have a contest? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, Jamie has given me permission to give away. We're going to give away two tickets at the end of the show today. So don't call now, but in about five minutes, uh, two tickets today. And then I think I'm going to give away, if it's okay with you, Jamie, two a day up until the show starts, right? 
that that works. That that is going to be awesome. You get to hear these two awesome people in here, Ryan and Elizabeth, speak during the program as well. Uh, again, it's a week from Thursday night, uh, and it's uh, what about a two-hour show, hour and a half, two hours? Yeah, it, no, no, it's about a two-hour, two-hour and fifteen-minute show. So okay. seven thirty to let's just say nine forty-five to be be safe. And we really want people to come for the whole show. Like it, it's really hard if people get up in the middle. Right. You know what I mean? Because the people are it. You know, they've worked really hard. So come and plan on spending spending the evening with us. You won't. You you really, it, it's just great. It'll be great conversation later. You'll have learned hopefully a few new perspectives and think about different things, dip, think about things differently. And it's a community thing. It's a, it's a, it's exciting that TEDx is in St. George. So uh, we hope to see you there. And anybody who comes, we always say, and we'll say it, at the show is, um, you know, these people, all the speakers and the performers have worked very, very hard. So give them a lot of TEDx love is what we say. Lots oh, of TEDx cheering love. and fun. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, we, you know, we want to make it a great experience for all. Sounds, sounds fantastic. Now, Ryan, did you have any kind of personal message or anything you wanted to put out there before, before we wrap up the show? We only have two or three minutes left. And any, any final thoughts? Um, I, I think that the the best thing we can do is always be, keep learning, and TEDx is definitely the platform to, to do that. For those who are saying, what can I do to make it small improvements in my life, I think just always keep learning. By the way, folks, there's no age limit. Uh, you can go if you're 12, you can go if you're 82, or even my dad's 87. Maybe I can talk my dad into going, too. Yeah, we'd cool. love to have your dad. We definitely <laughs> would love that. And Seriously, Elizabeth, any final thoughts before uh, before we let you go today? Any any kind of personal mess you want to throw out there? No, I just say grab your tickets now so you have a spot, and it's just going to be a night that could be there might be a nugget that's super pivotal in your life. I know mm-hmm. even me hearing these talks in our rehearsals have been really impactful and pivotal for me, and I it's going to be a night that might just change your life a little bit or a lot. A night that might change your life that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Yeah. Change your life for the better. Um, okay, uh, again, the uh, show is a week from Thursday, a 7.30 start. But as Ryan says, you're probably going to want to get there early because it's first come, first serve. Yeah, get there at 6.30, get you know the big parking lot, but just walk in. We usually have a lot of music and, and photo sh- opportunities. I was going to say, you're going to be there like handshake yeah, and stuff before yeah, we'll the show. Be there. <laughs> I'm going to be tap dancing out front. Yeah, we will have a photo booths that we have a lot of the community members and community support tds is going to be giving away some stuff and we have you know people be taking pictures it's just uh like i said if you go to tedx st george on instagram you'll kind of get a flavor of what what you're in for it's it's really a fun inspiring entertaining evening Looking forward to it. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, I'm pretty sure my wife has already said, uh, already got got the phone ready to dial. Mm-hmm. Honey, you did make sure we're going to that, right? <laughs> so you're going. <laughs> I'm you're going. going. Yeah, happy wife, happy life. I know how that works. But uh, if uh, we are giving away right now a pair of tickets, and what I'm going to do, don't call. I'm going to have you text me, and the first person to Ted text Ted X to my text line four three five four six seven. 5842 gets a pair of tickets to go see these wonderful people speak next Thursday night. 
Here, here, comes, here comes the taxes. Here yeah, they come. They're, they're coming. Right. Yep. I, I, and you guys aren't going to be nervous, are you? It, it, it seems like to me as much refining and practice you guys do, by the time it actually happens, you've got it down pat. Is that right? I'm going to be a little nervous, and I yeah? think that's okay. I think it's <laughs> like, so I, I heard once, nervous and excitement are similar energies that happen inside your body, yeah. So, but leaning in is excitement. So if there's some nerves, I'm just going to lean in, and it'll, I'll use the energy, you know? Everybody's going to do fantastic. I have no doubt. I am so excited. Right. Yeah, we well, I, I maybe I'll lead, I'll do my own breath work beforehand. But <laughs> I can't get prepared, but but yeah, we we I think we're we're definitely ready, but I think that wouldn't be a show if we didn't have a little bit of nerves there, uh, you know, to create that little bit of buzz. So I always told my kids and and maybe you can agree or disagree with it. I always told my kids nerve, nervousness is good because it creates energy and motivation for you to do better. If you're nervous, you're motivated to do a good job sure, and, sure. and prepare. So, all right, Ryan Bean, Elizabeth Fay, and Jamie Law, you guys, thanks for coming on the show today and look forward to a great TEDx next Thursday night. All right, we'll see ya. See you later. Bye. I'll be back Bye, tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.